you guys. We're here for the fourth episode of 80s Tear and a Track. I'm here with Brandon. Hello. Yeah. I know that we're not, I'm not editing these as fast as I should. <laughs> Last episode was a double feature. We're still going to count it as one episode. But uh, yeah, I guess we should hop right into it. This is yeah. actually a suggestion by one of the people that left a comment, so it pays to leave a comment if you want to see something done. So yeah, the movie we're doing this time from the 80s is a 1981 art classic, uh, Possession, from Andre Zulowski. Uh, this movie has a, it's pretty infamous. Originally it was released in a cut version in the States. It was completely butchered. It didn't make much sense. It didn't get very good reviews in the States or anything like that. It stars uh, Isabel uh, Ajani, who's in, you know, like Nosferatu, the, the Werner Herzog version. She's in a slew of films. And of course, Sam Neill. And this is early Sam Neill. And it's kind of funny Sam Neill's in this, and you think, like, he's kind of played the Unhinged character quite a bit. If you look at In the Mouth of Badness or Event Horizon, he's really good at it. So, uh, Possession, it, it's a strange film. You know, it's kind of like an, uh, a thinking kind of horror movie fan thing. It, it, it's driven by a lot of emotion and symbolism and all sorts of things like that. And when I watch it, I see similarities to things like Hellraiser and Cemetery Man and The Brood, which are all major compliments, the weirdness and the absurdity, but also the hardcore emotional stuff in here. It's got lots of crazy things going on from body horror to possibly biblical like implications at the end. Uh, it's a strange film. It's not one that you can really kind of understand 100%. I feel like a lot of people have tons of interpretations of it. It's a wonderfully, beautifully shot film. It's, it's a masterpiece to me. Now, it's not for everybody, so I guess this is going to be one of these weird ones where we discuss uh, Possession right now, see how Brandon feels about it. Um, yeah, so I initially saw this movie. Um, basically, I saw it when I was fairly young, like 12 or 13, I had the really? Anchor Bay DVD, and I did finish it. I put it in, and I was like, oh, I have my stuffed crust cheese and frozen <laughs> pizza. I'm excited to watch this crazy movie. It's on the Video Nasties list. Made the Video Nasties list. And I was like, and I started watching it, and I was like, I don't know what this is. This is very bizarre. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it took years for me to come back around to it, and I just, I, I, I really liked it. And I just didn't fit, I hadn't watched it in years, so when we put it in, decided to watch it, I was like, this is something that's going to, could genuinely cause some serious mental <laughs> yeah, sure some could. people. Uh, <laughs> it sure could. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that I will say is I think that, uh, as far as horror films are concerned, I don't know if there's ever been... I, there's millions of great performances in horror films, but these are two of the most best of the best, most unmatched, oh, yeah. unhinged performances yes. I've ever seen. I think there's some method acting going yeah, on here. Yeah, for sure. Rumor is Sam Neill will not discuss this film. And he said, not until some of the parties are dead. Director died, still won't talk about oh, it. Shit. Yeah, so <laughs> you imagine that him and Johnny did not have a great time. I imagine not. I mean, the entire film is just basically just screaming and yelling and... Um, it's very, like, the entire time we were watching it, I was like, what the fuck is going on? For, like, almost two hours, like, what, what the hell is this? So there's a movie in 1979 called The Brood, which is David Cronenberg film, and it's basically about his divorce. Mm. And it's really fucked up and twisted. And this movie feels genuinely like, um, Zulowski's divorce film, right? You see these emotions in there, sure. like how they love each other and hate each other. Yeah. Um, it's really fucked up. And the doppelganger issue with two of the characters having two different people on there. Yeah. Also, the bringing the, the victims to the essentially yeah. the, the creature that she's yeah. getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, is whatever right that out thing of, was. Right out of Hellraiser. 
you know? And did you notice as it progresses, it starts to look, look more human? More real, more yeah. Like Sam Neill. So I think yeah. that thing that shows up at the end was what she was feeding this sexual. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotcha. a weird movie. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's super weird. I don't know how to yeah. grasp a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I like the film. I love it's it. It's a good film. It's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, so you can tell by the color scheme I did. I picked uh, off blue because the movie has a really like gloomy feel because yeah. it's uh it's in germany when the berlin wall is still there yeah so it's like a beautiful like depressing kind of yeah. looking film well think, shot but I also think every single scene it was raining yeah it's or, gloomy, or gloomy but it also is not a movie that drains itself of color in mm. in in lieu of being like gloomy which is a, a great way to go there's nothing worse than popping in a movie um, that is just all blue. Like this, like this is shot right now. Like the whole movie is just all blue. And I put the strobe on because kind of just the unhinged quality of the film and the performance. Absolutely. So I feel like that works. Absolutely. Yeah. Movie has unlimited iconic imagery. The sunglasses, oh. the blood from the oh, lips. Oh, yes, yes. I love when she walks away and just the, like sticks her arms out. That's, that's, that's just how I'm going to walk away from everyone for the rest of my life. I, I feel like this movie <laughs> is highly influential for other films. Oh, I films. can totally see that. You can see a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I feel like the remake of Suspiria has stuff from this in there. And uh, of course, Suspiria is a uh, film that was took place in Germany too, and the Berlin Wall was oh, still up. Okay, and the gotcha. remake embraces that; it, it definitely directly ties into that kind of gotcha. stuff. Um, so, so like you see, like that kind of like gloomy quality about it, and the Berlin Wall's up, and just the imagery and the way it's shot. Like I noticed, like it's very typical. I know, like the camera is always moving. It's always like not, I don't want to say it's voyeuristic, but it is kind of. But it's always moving camera, and uh, you notice like every transition shot is like coming behind a pillar. Or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just it keeps you engaged, even though it's not. I wouldn't say it's a slow-paced movie at all. No, it's just a very unhinged movie that could maybe some people could drift away from because they'd be confused. Very much so. But it totally. keeps your attention. It does. Yeah, I mean, my eyes are glued to the TV the entire time we're watching yeah. it. So I was like, I was just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I don't necessarily. Why are we screaming again? Essentially, the plot is Sam Neill appears to be some sort of government official or assassin. He shows back up to meet his wife, um, a strange wife. They're definitely not, um, I would say, estranged, I guess. They've been separated for a while yeah. just because his job yeah. and their son. And right away, there's turmoil. They obviously don't seem to. They had a lot of problems going on. Sam Neill seems to have be the one without the power. Johnny seems to have more of the power here. And as it progresses, we find out she has a she's been cheating on him, and you get to this like maybe it's just some weird kind of thing like that. Yeah. But then it gets it's weirder and weirder that she's not only cheating on Heinrich and her husband, yeah. she's cheating on with uh, with some sort of creature, with some sort of nasty penis creature made by <laughs> Carlo Rivaldi, world-renowned special effects artist from things like E.T., Dune, Lizard and a Woman's Skin. So it, it's such a bizarre turn of events, and it gets weirder and weirder, and it starts adding these Lovecraftian things in there. And the issue where people show up to the uh, abandoned place and get killed, mm -hmm. and the creature gets stronger, and she kind of has them come in and lures them in, reminds yeah. me very much of Hellraiser. Which is kind of the plot of Hellraiser, you know, her bringing victims to Frank to get him stronger. Sure. Uh, so, so there's that issue as well. So, like, I, I, you know, Hellraiser's unlike any other horror movie except Possession, which is a major compliment to Possession. And like I said, it has so many qualities of, like, The Brood and The Cemetery Man to me, the doppelganger issue and the love issue and the fucked up twist and stuff like that. And Hellraiser. And those three movies I just named are three of my all-time favorites. So, like, looking at Possession and that, I'm like, this should probably be in my favorites list because I was blown away by it this time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I did really like the movie. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. It's, it's just confusing. 
<laughs> I mean, and sometimes that's good. It's a movie that you want to think about and talk about. Where yeah, you, you're not always just discussing like the plot or exactly how it works. You're right. kind of just like watching the emotion, and the, each scene has meaning. Um, I love the idea in the very beginning of the film, like we have when Hen when uh, Sam Neill meets Hen Heinrich, and Heinrich beats the shit out of him. He has the power, yeah, and he's like basically groveling at his feet. But then later on, when Sam Neill gets a piece of information and he knows where the yeah. supposed third right. affair person is, and it's at this apartment, he's seen them. So he yeah. knows it's this nasty monster, from my understanding, I believe. Has he been there? Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah. he has the power over Heinrich, who's begging him, basically. Mm-hmm. And you see how they shoot it. Originally, like, Sam Neill seems to be shorter, you know, and then Heinrich seems to be the one who's, like, yeah. now desperate for right. any information. And the way he sets him off, that yeah. whole scene is fun. Yeah. It, it is. And, and the way that Heinrich dies, like, mm-hmm. by the end of it, both of them are killers. They are. Yeah. They, they're not good people. <laughs> hey, love will make you do crazy yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I don't know. Uh, not, yeah. There's a lot, like, I'm just naming the, the things in there, like, when Isabella Johnny cuts herself, and Sam Neill yeah. puts her, like, wraps her up, and then Sam Neill starts cutting hers off, and she just leaves. She just leaves. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I was just about to bring it up. I'm like, like yeah. Yeah, like loved you too, girl. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the acting is unmatched, and we it would be a great disservice not to mention the the uh, subway or the. Oh or yeah, That's, that scene is like honestly super cathartic. I'm like, I want to do that, but also like, girl, <laughs> it's got to be like the best scene in the film. Oh, honestly. for sure. And the thing is, you know how like a lot of people always would like say like elevated horror now, like hereditary, mm. like guys, they've always been there. It's this is this yeah. is 100% sure. I elevated horror movie and so is Rosemary's <laughs> Baby and so is 90% of the shit you've seen from the 70s including yeah. Wicker Man and you know Don't Look Now and The Shining even these these movies are in that same thing they sure are it's yeah. just people has always written off horror movies as crap so when they see something that's not crap they have to act like it's something different or yeah, it's not true. a horror movie true, like, true. You know, it's just always the same way Jaws and South Limbs they're not horror movies at all it's like Okay, if you want to say that, whatever. But there's going to be a good horror movie eventually, and you're going to have to admit that horror it, movies eventually. Uh, and there's horror movies are clearly the best subject, best category. No other genre has fucking conventions for them. That's you know what? That's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, I even think about that. That's absolutely true. <laughs> and nobody discusses them. Horror movies no. are always the ones that break down the barriers first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, I, I know I talked a lot about this movie. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, nothing more than just like. I just thought it was funny the entire time I was watching it. I kept looking over you and being like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they screaming again? <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster. Oh, it's rough. Um, but it's so like confusing that it just keeps you glued to it the entire time. You're like, you want to figure out what's going on from like the start to the end. It's like, what is going on? And often like with the, with the symbol of... Sim- Symbolism. Thank you. You know I can't speak English. Okay. You know the only language I actually know. I can't speak it. <laughs> but like the symbolism in the movie, like you can see some elements of like there's definitely like religious aspects to it. Yeah. But also like talk about like mental health aspects or you know relationships and like abusive relationships. Yeah. And yeah, and sometimes how those merge all together. Yeah. And other times I think it was just crazy to be crazy. Well, I mean, they obviously have problems, but there's so many weird callbacks, like the pink socks, and yeah, the very yeah, end of the yeah. film, it seems like the end of the world's happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe I he was, was the Antichrist, is what I've heard. Like somebody that. thinks he's the Antichrist, and that's why he was born. 
of that, you know, bringing the sure. people to him, and that creature possibly was, you know, the Sam Neil. She's recreating the Sam Neil, and I, I love the uh, the last shot of them laying on the staircase, all yeah. full of holes, and they're all shot, and yeah. like blood from the mouth. It's yeah. just like. It's art, man. Every yeah. piece of this movie is, uh, you could take any still from this film and put it on your wall and it would be art. Absolutely. I also thought that um, with the re religious aspect, I kind of thought like with them like, pretty much like getting shot up and like dying and they're going up the stairs, like the stairway of like heaven per se. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, and also are the they... spiral, is a spiral staircase. Yeah. Which kind of makes you dizzy. And dizzy, and yeah. Like, yeah, and it's just all. Yeah. Makes I know, you but... out of your element. The ending was a little confusing. What's going on here? The whole movie's The whole movie, yeah, from start to finish, I'm like, okay. So, I've learned that you kind of have to take some of these movies at, like, just see what it is. Sometimes they don't have meaning, but sometimes they do have meaning. Well, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, appreciate there is it for a, what it is. There is a meaning. Like, I mean, you well, can sure. find meaning to any film, and mm -hmm. I do think, this is a movie I watch, and I don't think the director was thinking, this is just a bunch of random bullshit. Oh, sure, yeah. I think this is personal to him. I think Person, it has meaning yeah. to him, and I think it will have meaning to other people. It just might have a different meaning to the individual. Exactly. Time. How so you perceive it is probably different than how I perceive it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's also... That's a, cool. This is not a good movie to watch if you're going through, like, a breakup or something, or having sure. a lot of mental issues. I think this one could be uh, damaging to your mental health. Um, which yeah. could be it might be cathartic to some people. Some people when some, they feel bad, they want to watch bad. Yeah, vice versa, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Do we have a song for this one? We sure do. All right. So the chant English is not my language. <laughs> the song I have chosen for possession is called "Mental Hopscotch" by one of my favorite new wave bands of the '80s, Missing Persons. actually charted anywhere um, it's just a fan favorite um, and I was into another song of theirs that I thought was really similar with the relationship but I thought the, the song I chose was just really rock oriented and really like it gets progressively more fast and crazy um, and I thought it just fit the movie pretty well and that's why I chose it so let's talk more about it so mental hops hopscotch, like yeah. I think right away, like I kind of understood, like just the idea of playing mind games with each other and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Is that why you yeah. picked it? You, let that, me know why you the, picked it. Yeah, the, it was that element, and something I was thinking of right before we started filming actually was actually the the aspect of um their kid and how you know hopscotch is kind of like you know like a kid's type of thing, but also like I was feeling so bad for him the entire movie. I'm like, 
I thought I had shitty parents. <laughs> like, damn. Um, so I was just thinking about it, like, uh, but also just like, from any aspect or any character, it's just there's so much confusion and there's so much like, just chaos going on for the entire film. Um, and one of the lyrics was like, um, I think it's like, you say you will and then you say you won't. And it's like it's going back and forth, and it's very confusing. It does feel like at times that they're they're like they're vibing, and then they won't vibe. And then they won't vibe, you know. And they get more unhinged as it goes on. You said the True. song picks up and goes on, and it's yeah. like a circle, which goes the spiral staircase, which you go the growing yeah. mental instability, and exactly. the basically hopping between doppelgangers. It's definitely a, a sporadic, spastic song, which I think fits with their mental health. Totally, totally. And I was. You know, typically I choose songs that are more a little bit more pop oriented, but I feel like like commercial pop music from the '80s was not going to quite cut it for this one. I wanted to play more, I guess, just like heavy and kind of like aggressive and angry a little bit, and so are just you know just fast and just like you know bunch of drums and stuff. I would immediately have to have a angry, violent female singer. Yeah. Immediately for the song yeah. that I would think yeah. of. And like, yeah. Maybe like a Patti Smith or something. Oh, but sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I think she's more 70s, 60s. Yeah, she's more 70s. Yeah, but I mean, um, just like her, something like that, or, you know, uh, but maybe a lot of 90s bands, I think. Oh, would 90s would really yeah. well at It's this. so, it sucks, because sometimes I want to choose a song, like, oh, that's 90s, I can't do yeah. that. Um, but yeah, but uh, also there's a lyric in the song, uh, so like, watch me now, it's crazy. And I was thinking um, of the, scene, the subway scene. Oh yeah. Where she is being crazy. <laughs> she's so crazy that she's either like, she's extruding like, whatever out of her body. Whatever and, like, that, that was. Is that the creature she's, she's with? Or is that just like her expulsing like, fucking bad juju out of her body? <laughs> oh no. Does she manifest like, anger, whatever. <laughs> like, cause the brood. I think this and the brood make a great yeah. double feature, maybe uh, too much double feature, but yeah. like she literally, I don't even want to explain this, I don't spoil the movie for you, but she's she's going through this weird therapy and the doctor somehow is getting people to manifest their, their feelings into real things. Mm. So what happens is she's having children of rage, the oh. kids are being born and they're going out and carrying out her, her subconscious desires to hurt people that hurt her in her life. Well, shit. It's so fucked up. And like, yeah. the little kids actually, they one dies, the, the, the creatures, and they fuck up faces and they have mm. no genitals. It's so fucking crazy. It's a great movie. Well, And this, I think it'd make a good feature for this, obviously. Yeah. And you see like, that idea, like this movie is just fucked. And I, I, it is, it's crazy. I would love a long list of movies um, that are, the backdrop is the Berlin Wall. I yeah, because it's such a weird, gloomy time, and it just fits perfect for this movie. I just there's a couple out there. Yeah. Also, something I noticed about the Berlin Wall in that film was like, I guess I always just imagine it being like in a field, but I noticed it like literally right in the middle of a street. Like this, it's like, got to be everywhere. It's got to separate the whole country. Yeah. So it'd be in the field and the street. Yeah. Everywhere. I don't know. I guess I wasn't there for it. Did you, so ever, I don't know. did you ever hear guys <laughs> stationed there? You ever talk to them and they mention like they'd see right over the Berlin Wall and just see other guys. There was a guy I used to eat lunch with. Uh, he died, but uh, he was at my work. He's an old guy, uh, Tony, and he would talk about you know just seeing the Russian soldiers, just like you yeah, know, so very intense. You know, at yeah. time just waiting to shoot at each other. You know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because uh, the Russians were guarding part of the country and vice sure. versa. Sure. Um, you know, eighty one is a crazy year for horror movies. You have this like yeah. art, artful masterpiece. And then you have complete and utter cheese-tastic trash like Burial Ground from Italy. But then you have heavy hitters like The Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. American Werewolf in London. Mm -hmm. You have The Howling. 
And then you have a slew of slashers like Friday 13th Part 2, The Burning, My Bloody Valentine, Happy Birthday to Me, Halloween 2. You have such a wide variety of film. Like, I think, like, 1970, like, honestly, 1970 to, like, 1990, I think I love all those years. Honestly, yeah. 80 and 81. 81 is a strong year. 80 and 81 are really strong fucking years. They are. It would be hard to make a top 25 without leaving something off. Oh, sure. You, like, genuinely yeah. love. Like, um, The Pit is 1981, yeah. which would be a great one for us to watch. It's completely utter trash. It's Perfect. Can- exploitation, <laughs> Canadian exploitation film. Perfect. Uh, it is bizarre and weird, but, I mean, there's so many heavy hitters that we could do. I, I think the song is a pretty good choice. I like it. Yeah. Um, it-, it doesn't fit the tone of the movie in terms of, like, the style, I would say. Sure, but The yeah. mental part, yes. Yeah. Because this movie, it's a strange one. Like, it is strange. It was kind of hard to pick one for this one because there's so many elements you could choose from. Yeah. But I always try to find one that kind of fits all of it. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you can't get everything in a song. I agree. I, I think it fit pretty well. But like I said, like the style, the, you. The, you know, the speed. <laughs> I, I think it works well. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns about possession, what you'd like to see us do next... Anything like that, questions for Brandon, questions uh, for myself, or please, please, please make a suggestion for a song for Possession. Oh, I'd please. I was about to say that. I yeah. would love to hear some yeah. ideas because I'm, I'm sure there's plenty out there, plenty out there that fit yeah. even better. Yeah, and, and I know we haven't been as good about like getting all the questions and stuff answered and stuff, so the Halloween, well, that's not even out yet. I need to edit. I haven't had much time to edit. I still have a 1980 show that I got to do with Dave Z for The Shining, and then I have... What, two more now this one and another one yeah. needs to edit and everything like that I'll, get to, him. I'll get to him ASAP yeah. I have a big break coming at the end of December I know you guys need to hear my life story and my schedule because that's what the most interesting thing is mm-hmm. but anyways uh, it, this was a really good one to do yeah this was fun are you glad you watched it I, oh, sir. go ahead no, go ahead go, okay. <laughs> um, it was funny because you know Thanksgiving just passed and yeah. like um, I was at my Thanksgiving with my family and my dad was using an electric knife and I had immediately had a flashback. I'm like, someone's going to punch their neck. Or they're going to start cutting their arm. But would you care if your parents did that? Mm, no comment. <laughs> I'll be the one doing it. It's I, don't, I, don't I didn't say I don't got to worry about my parents doing that anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think this is one of the best movies we've covered. Unfortunately, was, yeah. we've had all bangers, really. We really have. I Every mean, single Every single movie we watch has been fantastic, except Halloween Two. I know, I, I know, people are going to be mad at me. That's the least. That's it's least. That, I would agree. I mean, I you got Nightmare on Elm Street, Return of the Living Dead, Halloween Three, and the Possession. Yeah. I Halloween mean, Two isn't bad. It's just, it's if we had to make a list, it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. I got Return. I mean, quality wise, it goes favorites to essentially the best. Like, I think the best is Possession. It's not my favorite. So I would honestly agree. Best made, but also does best made automatically mean best movie? Not necessarily. No, true. Not true. necessarily. But it's, I think it's the most... Um, and it's not certainly my favorite. I put Return over it for sure. Yeah. I think it's the most like cinematic like um, horror movie we watch. Return's the most watchable. Yeah. yeah. And i probably put Nightmare on Elm Street. Of, of, I don't know. That's a tough That's call. hard. That's a tough call. That's a tough in, one. In terms of what I like. I mean, Possession, I think, is a better movie. Better made and everything. And I really need to watch some other Zulowski movies. I have a few of them here. I know he did a couple more horror films, and he recently died a couple years back, so I, I really should dive yeah. into his films. He's a Polish director. I believe this movie is like a French-German co-production. Yeah, I was like, I, I was European asking if films like, are very strange. What language are they speaking in? Or like, oh, all of them. Like, they're all from different places. Like, I think some were American, 
Some are French, some are Polish, some um, might be German. Johnny, I think, is French, and she's an international actor. She's in okay. a lot of films. She might be something else. Um, Heinrich, I believe, was German, and he's, his, his performance was so bizarre. Like, when it he was. initially sees the monster, he's like, oh! He, like, goes blind, <laughs> and he's, he's, like, so weird. He's, like, this guru. And the stuff with his mother, when she goes, uh, Sam Neill goes to cover yeah. the tracks, and she's yeah. just like, you don't have to worry about me. I was like, this is dark. This is dark. This she's is just dark. like, I'm out. Peace. I'm on. I'm done. I'm taking she's a bunch like of time that, She's like that meme. Yeah. It's like, it just disappears. Peace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Granny had to peace out. Uh, anyways, see you next time. See you next time. Keeps her own secrets. Make her talk to me. It'll be the way that she wants. Tell me. Well, I think what you want to do to Bob is just... Inhuman. So what you're doing must be human. as much as you like but it's you who wants to know things for me so please make it possible Oh, <laughs>